I'm Tammy Bruce. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. I'm Trey Inks. With an unknown number of COVID-19 cases in Yemen, the war-torn country continues to face disaster. About 50% of the Yemeni healthcare system was functional uh, before the COVID-19 pandemic. That's due basically to the war, which has been going on for the last six years. A lot of health facilities have been destroyed in airstrikes through fighting. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. After years of civil war, disease, and waiting on the brink of famine, the people of Yemen are tired. Now, the coronavirus is pushing the country to the edge of an even more dire situation. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Aaron Brent, the Yemen country director for CARE. Starting first in Syria, where the United Nations expressed concern this week of a widespread COVID-19 outbreak. Officially, under 3,000 cases are being reported, with just over 100 deaths. The Assad regime is only conducting testing in certain areas, and much of the country is not accessible to international NGOs to operate freely. Now to Israel, where the country set a daily record with more than 2,100 confirmed cases. Israel had previously handled the coronavirus outbreak well, but has since seen more than 100,000 total cases. The coronavirus cabinet in Jerusalem met Sunday to agree on a new stoplight system to try and slow the spread of COVID-19. Finally, in Yemen, just under 2,000 total cases are being formally reported. The UN says COVID-19 will make the spread of other diseases in Yemen worse. With a uniquely vulnerable population, international aid is required to help the civilians of this war-torn country. This as there are questions about how bad the outbreak of coronavirus really is right now in Yemen. Yeah, I think it has hit uh, Yemen really hard. Uh, the issue, there are several issues. The first issue is COVID-19 comes on top of um, six years of war. This is Aaron Brent, the Yemen country director for CARE. A really bad um, food security situation uh, and, and tons of other kind of sanitary medical problems such as uh, cholera, uh, dengue fever. And the issue is that simply there's just not the testing capability in Yemen nor the reporting capability to uh, accurately report the number of cases that are happening. So the reality is we just don't know. You know, if you look at the United States, you'll see um, very accurate reporting figures coming out, the number of cases, number of deaths. In Yemen, we don't know. What we do know, is, what we can see is how the hospitals are filled up. Um, how their uh, vulnerable uh, people to COVID might be dying. Uh, and we can see within our own staff the effects that it had. So it's kind of a silent, underreported uh, uh pandemic effect that's happening here. It's definitely not getting as much attention in other countries because the, the numbers are not there. But we can really feel here on the ground the effects that it has had. Absolutely. I want to talk about the efforts that CARE is taking part in on the ground in Yemen. We know that there are uniquely vulnerable members of the population, including women and children. What is CARE doing to help these civilians amid this pandemic? Thanks. So basically what CARE has been doing and what we still continue to do is a real focus on what we call food security and livelihoods. So this means for the most vulnerable people, we're going to try to make sure that they have some basic means um, to get them through on a month by month basis. For example, um, general food distributions, which we do in partnership with the World Food Program, and that's basically uh, enough food for a family uh, to get through uh, the month. Or we do um, what we 
we call cash uh, transfers, which are basically a, a small sum of money that helps each family be able to provide the necessities that they might need uh, during COVID uh, or, or even uh, at any time. And in COVID, we've just made sure that we continue to do that because uh, there have been movement restrictions. People haven't been able to meet. They, they don't have a way to go out and earn money. Um, they've been, you know, ha had to stay in place. And so we make sure they continue to receive these basic services. And of course, as you said, for care, a lot of our focus is on women and girls. So we make sure that, you know, the families we are selecting are the most vulnerable families, those who really need it, women-headed households, uh, families with uh, lots of small children. And our focus is really on those groups of of, of people. Now, another important thing in Yemen, and even during the COVID, is is what we call water and sanitation, access to clean water. I think everyone knows by now for COVID, you know, important thing is to wash your hands, have good hygiene in your house, and you really can't do that if you don't have water and soap. So we're also making sure that we keep providing that um, to to the vulnerable families where we work, as well as providing, uh, you know, prevention messaging, uh, which is the prevention messaging that's the same all around the world. Interestingly enough, uh, because Yemen has gone through so many cholera uh, uh, peaks and waves of, of, of the cholera, cholera epidemic, some of the messaging we pass is exactly the same. Good hygiene, hand washing, the same prevention measures as cholera. We see these familiar scenes around the world of people lined up to get COVID-19 tests and doctors and nurses working around the clock at hospitals to try and treat coronavirus patients. But the hospitals in Yemen were already overwhelmed and deteriorating as a result of an ongoing civil war. And the medical system was already strained before coronavirus. Describe to our listeners what it's like on the ground many places in Yemen if you suspect you have coronavirus and you need to get tested or need medical assistance. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. That's a very accurate description. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the humanitarian community here, we estimate that only about 50% of the Yemeni healthcare system was functional uh, before the COVID-19 pandemic. That's due basically to the war, which has been going on for the last six years. A lot of health facilities have been destroyed in airstrikes through fighting or just been abandoned through lack of um, you know, means and resources to keep them going. So the COVID epidemic has says our pandemic has really exacerbated that and, and brought that to light. Uh, in the very beginning, uh, the, 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 the pandemic came a little bit later to Yemen. You know, really, we started to see a lot in April, May, June, later than most countries. And you could see right away the few hospitals that were equipped to handle COVID-19 patients quickly became 100% full and had to start turning away patients. At the same time, other hospitals started to, uh, to shut down uh, and, and close their doors because they just didn't know what to do with the patients and were scared of contracting COVID themselves. A lot of the healthcare workers didn't have the right equipment, uh, so also refused to come to work because they just didn't have the equipment to protect themselves. So what we saw basically was that people started to kind of lose uh, faith in the healthcare system and just preferred to stay at home uh, and, and try to deal with it on their own, uh, seek medical care at home, maybe hope to get a doctor to come to them rather than trying to go to a hospital and expose themselves uh, and maybe their family member who was taking them there. So we had a lot of our own staff who suffered from this and we had a lot of our own staff who, who lost uh, their relatives. It, is, it was a really tough time. Um, I think to, we may have gotten through the worst of it, but uh, I think as we see all around the world, we're really getting ready for that second wave or resurgence of the pandemic. You've been listening to Aaron Brent, the Yemen Country Director for CARE. We'll be right back. 
Organizations like CARE and others are doing such critical work during this time to ensure that people have basic necessities just to get by. And I think one of the important things to highlight is that the work CARE is doing on the ground in Yemen didn't just start when coronavirus started. It's ongoing and it's changing as the needs of the people change. What do the people of Yemen need most right now from the international community who may be listening or watching on TV from afar and saying, I want to help, but I don't know how? Yeah, so CARE has, has actually been working in, in Yemen since 1992. And as you mentioned, we've had to kind of adapt with the circumstances as they change in Yemen. Since about 2011, the, the situation in Yemen really started to deteriorate. And of course, in, in around 2015, kind of full-scale war has broken out. And we have tried to adapt everything that we do um, to the situation, moving to different areas to, to uh, help uh, support people who have been displaced by the conflict, moving to those areas which are most affected by, um, by famine-like conditions. Um, and that continues to this day. Now, really, to be honest, what, what Yemen needs the most is an end to the war and, uh, and an end to the fighting and a negotiated peace solution that includes everyone. That is the only and best way uh, to end the situation that the Yemeni people are, are facing. So for, you know, that is something that, that everyone in the world should be asking for, you know, through their elected representatives, you know, help stop the war in Yemen, help have negotiation between all the fighting parties. This is what everyone wants to see. In the meantime, we need to keep making sure that we deliver basic humanitarian need. And I'm talking basic humanitarian need. You know, it's hard to, to, um, uh, to be too drastic when it comes to the situation in Yemen. There's, you know, there's famine-like conditions, there's COVID-19 now, we have cholera, we have dengue fever, there's ongoing fighting. Um, and in addition, uh, COVID has kind of resulted in a, a, a even worse economic situation. Um, there's basically not enough foreign currency in Yemen for them to be able to import food. Uh, food imports are way down. Uh, people haven't been able to work, so the situation has got even worse. I, I Sometimes I run out of words for Yemen. I know it's hard to relate to that, but it is a really, really drastic situation. So in addition to, to everyone in the world working to somehow find a, a peaceful resolution to this conflict, we, we also need people's support um, to, to keep for humanitarian organizations such as CARE uh, and other uh, INGOs that work in, 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 in Yemen uh, to keep providing humanitarian support. And this can be done you know, through donations to CARE. And we're fighting every day to make sure it's used well and bring even basic relief to the people who are in need. Aaron Brent, the Yemen country director for CARE. Aaron, thank you again for your time. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate you giving us a chance to speak and um, wish you and your listeners uh, all the best. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.